Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Super Review Show's Mixed Bag coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined, and as always, forever will be, joined by my good man, Bill Murphy. What's going on, folks? JT, by the way, there was something we forgot to mention last week. (gasps) What's that, Bill? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking that we the best podcast. We the best podcast. We the best podcast. Yes. Sorry. I, we, I, are I, the, we, we are the best podcast. We are the best podcast. Of course, we the best podcast. So happy Bill is joining us here once again uh, in the live once again. So we are doing our part two discussion of... The our music through the decades discussion here. We're discussing part two of our discussion of our five part discussion is of the 70s. We are going to be talking about the 70s tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Everything from disco to rock and roll to punk rock to you name it. We're going to talk about it tonight. I'm excited to do this. Bill is excited as well. And uh Let's we're, we're going to get into it in just a second, but just to, just to preface what we're saying here by saying this, the 70s coming out of the 1960s, as far as music goes, you had so much incredible music in the 1960s with the Beatles, with Motown, with the Rolling Stones, with all of these other. Other like artists in general that just are ridiculously awesome in their own right and going into the year 1968 1969 like the first couple years in the 70s truthfully were very dark times for the music industry i mean you lost a lot of people you lost jim morrison of the doors you lost um you lost uh was it janice joplin you lost Jimi hendrix they're all so early you lost them so early on and Wait, okay, we're, we're good. We're good. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. I was just telling everyone how the early part of the 70s, so many people were dying. I mean, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison. Uh, we lost Janis Joplin. We lost the Beatles. I mean, but out of all of the, and we lost a bunch of 60s groups like the Dave Clark Five broke up by that point. Uh, Cream had disbanded and Eric Clapton went solo. A lot of sadness in music in the early part of the 70s, truthfully. But we we got the music we got back then, and we're going to talk about a lot of it tonight. Bill, Bill, what are some of your initial thoughts going into the 70s discussion tonight for music? Well... Well, as you said, you know, a lot of those 60s icons were, you know, the Beatles had broken up. Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, and all of them were dying. Mm-hmm. And then we had uh, uh, Disco. <laughs> Disco's not that bad, truthfully. I actually like it a lot. But it's, nice. I have a love-hate relationship with it. I mean, it's... You know, we had- we had disco, we had, you know, we still had Motown, but they were starting to sort of wind down a bit. 
Yeah, just a little bit, yeah. Like, I'm sure we'll be talking about that in this program, but... Yeah, the 70s were a interesting time when it came to... They they were... It was an interesting time when it came to music, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. I mean... The later part of the decade, we got Van Halen's debut. Uh, it came out like 78. We're, we're, we're going to get into all this stuff in a minute. We're going to start, obviously, talking by talking about tonight. Uh, well, we touched on some of the deaths. I want to talk about the early part of the 70s, uh, you know, whether it be. Um, let Basically, let's let's delve into it. Let's start off with some of the rock groups we like, shall we, Bill? Let us do that. So how could we not talk about this guy who is still has hot 100 hits to this day? Elton John. Let's talk about uh, him for bup, bup, We did. So- you forgot something. What I forgot. Sir Elton John. Oh, excuse me. There's three people whose days we have to address them by their titles. Sir Paul McCartney. Sir Elton John. And, and Dr. Matt Hemsley. And Dr. Matt Hemsley, our dear friend, Dr. Matt Those Hemsley. are three people whose names we have to address by their title. Yes, absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. Oh, and Dr. Otis Williams, we have to call him. Dr. That. Otis Williams of the Temptations, of course. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, so there's a few people whose names we have to address by their full and proper titles. Yeah. But, but yeah. So, I mean, Sir Elton John just had a hit again. In the 21st century, he is he just had a hot 100 with one of his songs off his most recent album that has been charting like crazy. But and his career started, though, in the 70s. <coughs> yes, it did. I mean, how could we forget how like uh, you think about it, the first his first album was 1969. But his second album, which was called Elton John or whatever. Uh, it had to hit your song on it, and your song took off. Then Tiny Dancer. Then Sorry Seems to Be the Hardest Word. Then Goodbye, Yellowbrook Road. Crocodile Rock, Daniel. You could literally you could make a greatest hits playlist playlist of just his 70 hits and 70s hits, and you could be hooked forever. He is just that good of a composer. And you know it's funny, he did not write any of the lyrics to his songs. No, it was all by Bernie Toppin. Correct. Bernie Toppin wrote. All the he was the musician, he was the musical guy, part of it. But Elton John did all the music, but Bernie Toppin wrote all the lyrics, all of his songs. And I gotta tell you, he is they have composed some of the greatest possible like songs of all time. Your song, I don't debate you on that. No, no, when you talk about legends. He's up there for sure as one of the greatest of all time. He just had a hit a couple weeks ago. It's September of 2022. He had a hit on the Hot 100 in 2022. How many 75-year-olds do you see doing that? Not a lot of them. None. Barely any. Zip. At all. Zilch. Nada. Come on. Let's be real. But Elton John, I had the privilege of... Tell um, not meeting him personally, but like meeting his band in 2019. I know it's funny. We, we, we I want to tell the story because Bill, Bill was at the show too. So yeah, it was his 70th Madison Square Garden performance. Super excited about the show. Uh, I'm not going to disclose who this person is in my life, but so and so 
got VIP tickets and met us there for me and my family to go see Elton John at his 70th Madison Grand Show in 2019. And that being said, we got to meet the band. We got to meet Davy Johnstone. We got to meet Bernie, uh, not Bernie, I'm Nigel Olsen as drummer. We got to meet the whole band in backstage. And I've told this story before in the Super Review show. One of the coolest moments of my life was actually meeting, uh, not meeting, but he was just in the VIP lounge walking, standing right behind me. That's as close to like a superstar I've ever, ever literally physically gotten to, which was Michael Stepp of REM. We'll get to him when he talked about the 80s. But um, more nine, no, REM was more 90s, though, right? Their first album was 1982. Okay, I guess we'll talk about them next week when we talk about we'll, the 80s. We'll talk, the 80s should be a long discussion, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But I mean, you wanted, but he was he, Michael Seck was at the show. He was stood right behind me. He was just talking about like the stock market or how the t- whatever, whatever it was doing. But you, uh, just, just quick question Did you want to turn around and go, Oh, hi, Michael Seck. Hi, nice to meet you. My aunt, it's funny. The person I was with that literally said, Do not talk to him. I don't know him. I said, Okay. As much as I wanted to That's talk a good to Michael, to get to know him. I was like, Michael Stipe of REM, I love you to death. Your band is one of the biggest influences in my life. Come on, you know. So I don't know. But it was, he was, it was something. But Elton John, though, put on a hell of a show at Madison Square Garden that night. And Bill and I were thoroughly entertained, of course. Yeah, okay, but I just want to say for the record, I wasn't with him. I was with my family, so. Yes, correct. Bill was with his family, and I was with my family. Um, and we, but we saw the show together to an extent, and we uh, we loved it. I mean, the guy was can, amazing. Still, he can still kill it this late in his career. Like, I was, like, just sitting there mesmerized. Yeah, I mean, incredible, right? Yeah, incredible performance by Elton John. It was, and and it, the funniest thing, how I got tickets to that show, it's actually a funny story. Can I tell it really quick? Um, yes, of course. Go ahead. Um, I remember like a year before my parents got tickets to see him in Boston. Mm, okay. And I'm like, what, just you two? Because I wanted to see him. Sorry, we, we kind of want to go by ourselves. I'm like, fine. And then about a few days later, we were at my grandmother's birthday part birthday dinner and and a couple of my and you know my parents i told them oh we're going to go see ellen john next november in boston yeah my parents had to get tickets like a year in advance um and and my aunt was like saying oh i i want to try to go two of my aunts and one of my uncles were talking like Oh, I want to try to. Oh, I want to try get tickets to see him in in March at the Barclays Center. And my other aunt was like, "Ooh, I'd like to go." And then my uncle, oh, count me in. And then, and then I remember saying, "Wait, wait, wait! You guys are trying to get tickets to see Alan John at the Barclays?" And my aunt goes, "Yep." And there's an awkward silence, and my aunt goes, "Do you want to go?" I'm like, and I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "Yes." She goes, "Okay, we'll keep in touch." And you're thinking, is it really going to happen? Or is it one of those, um, I'm just going to say this to keep you happy and shut you up. Um, then, like, a couple weeks later, she texts me going, hey, you want to go Elton John, March 6th, The Garden. You in? I'm like, yes, so in. And that was, honest to God, one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen in my life. 
He does put on a great show, if I do say so myself. Yeah, and it was just such an amazing show. And knowing that he on, he's on his farewell tour, don't yeah. despair, folks. He'll be on it for another 20 years. Yeah, he'll be on it for until, like, 2026. <laughs> if he's trying to hit every venue, then forget it. So Yeah, he's... I've said this before, and knock on wood, this guy, this man will die before he retires. Literally. He, he He's so iconic. He's so, like, everything. But This man will literally die before he retires. Yeah, literally. It's actually crazy, so. Yeah, he's going to die before he retires because I, I really don't think he wants to say goodbye. No, I mean, he has two young kids at home now. Like, they're adopted, but he loves them. And he wants to spend the rest of his life with them. So there's that. I mean, if your dad is Elton John, then come on. So, <laughs> I mean. Well, he's wanna... one of those people who had, you know, became a parent later in his life. Yeah, with his husband. Uh, I think David is his name. I don't even know. David but... Furnish, yes. Yes. So this is why we have Bill here. And you know who their godmother is? Uh, Who, Bill? Lady Gaga. I did not know that. How about that? And it, I remember I actually saw Lady Gaga on an interview with um, Ellen DeGeneres, and they were talking about that, going, wow, the way the way he used to dress and the way you dress, those two kids are going to grow up, and they're going to grow up and go, why is everybody so boring? Because <laughs> exactly. back in the 70s, Elton used to have the big flashy costumes. Oh, yeah. If, if, if back in the 70s, he was so, so crazy on stage. I mean, literally, he would be like crazy costumes. He wore, he wore like a giant duck outfit at one point at like Live Aid. It's crazy times for him. He's always been very flamboyant with his personality, if you will. But his, no, his 70s stuff is absolutely great. I mean, his performance, I mean, his, his music in the 70s, just in general, is fantastic. I mean, it's so good. And like, I, I was just listening to it before we started our live stream tonight. And Tiny Dancer. Uh, so, uh, somebody saved my life tonight. Sorry seems to be the hardest word. Uh, funeral for a friend, love lives bleeding. The, the guy is uh, Saturday night's all right for fighting. I mean, come on. He is a legend and forever will be a legend, even if he, if he doesn't retire or does retire. I don't know. He's on a farewell tour, but hey, it's been going on since 2018, 2019. So there you go. Um, but honestly, and just his music is timeless. It'll it'll stand the test of time forever and ever. Truthfully, honest to God. Yes. Um, so his music is timeless, and whenever he does retire, his music will never be forgotten. Exactly. Like there, there are radio stations, FM or AM, even XM, that will play his music forever, literally, ever. So it's crazy. Forever. And ever. Um, let's. So that's <coughs> all we. Your excuse. That's all we got, Felton John. Let's jump over to the other piano player who also wrote hit songs. We talked about Billy the Joel. piano, the Rocket Man. Now we talk about the Piano Man. One of my favorite artists of all time. Mind you, Mr. William Joel. 
regardless of what you think about him, the dude has also is also a legend of stature as well. Wait, wait, people oh. don't like Billy Joel. The, the, and some sort I feel like some people don't like some people that might not like his like his his some of his songs. I, I, I get it, but it's like at the same time, it's like, you know, the dude has had a lot of the dude is one of the most successful singer songwriters of all time. Of all time. And his most recent album was 1993, and people are still listening to him. And that was River of Dreams, right? Correct. The River of Dreams was his last album in 1993. We'll, we'll touch on his, his career briefly, if you will. But what, what can you say about him? I mean, he has been, he's what, 72 or 73 so. now? Or I forget, but no, no, he'll be 73 this year. I, I forget. Anyways, now back in, his birthday's May 9th. I know that, but I'm actually 1949. So I'm just trying to do the math in my head. Whatever, I'll figure it out. But uh, regardless though, Billy Joel. Started out in the 70s. His first album was 1971 with Cold Spring Harbor. And it was not a big success. In fact, the original pressings of it, I don't know if you knew this, the original pressings actually sounded horrible. They actually sped up, accidentally sped up the recordings in the mastering process. If you find those pressings, they're worth a lot of money of that vinyl. But it, it, it was a, it has She's Got Away, and that's about it. And he, what can you say? I mean, First album was that, but also Piano Man turns, I think, what, 50 years old next year? Yeah. Because the album came out in 1960. He wrote the song in 72, which was 50 years ago. So he wrote the he wrote, the song that was released in 1973. So the put this put this in context, people. Piano Man has about 600, oh, more than half of a billion streams on Spotify. Half of a billion. And the song turns 50 next year in 2023. Yeah. That was the song that officially put him on the map. Absolutely. 100% in 1973. I mean, he's had a ton of success in the 80s and into the 90s. But after that, he didn't put out any other content, which I respect him for. about the 70s today. Um, you, you know, it's kind of hard talking about the people 70... like Elton John and Billy Joel. It, it's kind of hard to talk about, to stick to one decade, because they have had so much success in like the 80s and in the 90s. Exactly. It's kind of hard but, to just talk about one decade today. It really is. Um, I know. We're, 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 for the most part, we're going to stick to we're going to we're sticking to the seventies no matter what. But we're going to. Uh, I don't know. Well, all I'm saying though is that Billy Joel is one of the best artists ever, ever. And a singer songwriter, you look at any of his songs and you, you you'll know one of his songs because they're so catchy. They're so. Uh, so well written. Truthfully, they're very well written, and it's funny. I, 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 I look up some of this stuff online. His demographic at his concerts now are all across the board. People bring their little kids. People bring like there was like in the front row. If I'm not mistaken, at this most recent Madison Square Garden show, was literally 20 year old girls in the front row. Really, like, and on top of that, Olivia Olivia Rodrigo shows up and sings with him. Which is pretty crazy. That, Do you think it's kind of a weird example of pandering? Like, hey, young people, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm with it. I just, I can't believe that he, like, one thing, but just want to let you know, 
as most of you may or may not, we're, we're in the New York area. I'm not telling you where we are specifically, but like we are in the New York area within re- within reasonable distance to New York City. If we you have not seen him. Yeah, we literally hop on the train. But if you have not seen Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden or have not seen him yet, he is going to talk. Bill, I'm working on it. I swear. I promise. We'll go. Together. I know, buddy. I know. Like we, we, you and I were actually talking about going to that most recent show, but that was the day I was away and you had to do mixed bag without me. Exactly. So I was like, all right, well, we can't do that. But don't worry. We're going to find a day. That, that day. Bill, but... Yeah. But Bill and I are going to go see Billy Joel together one day, and we're going to have the time of our life seeing the piano man. Could be a good time. It'll be my fourth time seeing him in overall, but I'm, I'm he's always a good time. If you've not seen him at the garden, what he's doing there, just want to let you guys know, put this in context. The dude is literally like 70 something years old. If you put into context the fact that he's been doing this, he's been selling at Madison Square Garden since 1978. If you put this in context for a sec, he is literally selling out Madison Square Garden pretty much his whole life. And his current run will hit its 100th consecutive sellout show in February of 2024. 100 mass sold out. Mass, in this run, it'll hit its 100th show in February of 2024. I looked it up already. He didn't even announce it yet because he's got to get through all of 2023. The rest of this year, 2023. And then 2024 will be his 100th consecutive sellout in this run that do well, his shows haven't been sold out yet so no they're still announcing dates he literally told the garden people as long as there's a demand i'll play you're an idiot you're going to be there forever <laughs> let's put it that way and he brings out guests and stuff and so he's brought out Olivier. most recent one was olivia rodrigo he brought out Sting, he's brought up Bruce Springsteen, he's brought up Brian Johnson of ACDC, he's brought up It's a Perma, the world's greatest vi- uh, violinist. You name it, the dude can, the dude's great. I mean, he, if you've not seen him at all, see him while you can, because he's at the Garden in New York City every single month. And it's incredible what, he, what he's doing will, will probably never be done again, for lack of a better word. Probably not, my friend. Probably not. Like a New York artist selling at Madison Square Garden as many. Di- I was at his 100th Lifetime show, and it was incredible. Again, he brought up Bruce Springsteen, of course, but which we and you and, you and I remember you said there was like a young kid in front of you, and you're like, "Do not forget this." Yeah, right so there, what JT? Bill's bringing up is that you told the young kid I was, in front of you I was when at the Bruce show. Springsteen came on. Do not forget this. I, I, the kid next to me, there was a little kid next to me. It was his first concert ever. His first yes. show ever. And I said, do not ever forget this. I told them, I said, don't ever forget this. because I never will either. It may never happen again. Don't ever forget this moment because it may never happen again. So. And they changed around the words to 10th Avenue freeze out goes something to the original line is when the big man joined the band, they changed it to when the piano man joined the band. I still get chills from that. It's crazy. I love, I love Bill. I would have had a freak out too, buddy. I would have freaked out too. I have to take you. Yes, take you, you do. At some point, I will take you. We will go. We so are. Right, we'll, we'll, we'll go next summer or something like that. I promise. I promise, Bill. I promise. I promise. 
I'm going to hold you to that. You know that, right? Oh, God. Now I got now the next available date in like January or February. I'm going to have to get two tickets, aren't I? Well, 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 this is an off air discussion. Yes, we'll figure it out. But long story short, Billy Joe's music, The Strangers oh, of Great Album, 50, 52nd Street, Turnstiles. Go, just get on the bandwagon of Billy yeah. Joel if you can. Wait, was Turnstiles 70s or 80s? 76. Yeah, because you know that's because he lived in LA for a while. That's what inspired him to write Piano Man. But Turnstiles was all about his was all about him coming back to going back going back to New York. Yeah, he wrote New York State of Mind in Highland Falls, New York, hence Summer Highland Falls. Just saying, because because it was around the time when um when New York City was about to go bankrupt. Yep. And they asked President Ford at the time to bail them out. And he said no. And yeah. Billy Joel said when he was in Los Angeles, he said all these people go, New York's going down the tubes and a lot of these former New Yorkers. So thank God we got out of there. And he said, you know what? Mm-hmm. F you guys. If New York's going down, I'm going down with it. I'm going back. And like, I did. like, the, the opening track of that song, which I actually think is a pretty underrated song. Say goodbye to Hollywood. Such a great song. Say goodbye to Hollywood. Say goodbye, my baby. Hell yeah, buddy. Say Hell yeah. goodbye to Hollywood. Say goodbye, my baby. Um, And... New York State of Mind was about him singing about how happy he is to be back in New York. Yep. Yeah. And my favorite 70s Billy Joel album is The Stranger. Yes. How could it not be? I love the track Vienna. A very, uh, again, I think a very underappreciated song, Vienna. I agree. It, it was in a movie, but 13 going on 30 and then it yeah. caught wind again. So, yeah. Um. Scenes from so, Italian Restaurant was off that album, right? Literally in my top 10 favorite songs of all time. But um, literally in my favorite top 10 favorite songs of all time is Scenes from Italian Restaurant. Never heard anything else like it. The official anthem about the people who peaked in high school. Um, Literally. <laughs> straight up. But my favorite out, my favorite song from that album has got to be Only the Good Die Young. It's such a great song. So fun. And it was a controversial song at first because yeah. the you know the Archbishop of St. Louis actually banned the song because the opening line, come out, Virginia, don't let me wait, you Catholic girl, start much too late. The Archbishop's like, don't play this, we're banning it. And then a bunch of college kids literally ran out and bought the song, and it became a hit. Which and is then, actually really funny, yeah. And then he like literally wrote a letter to the Archbishop and said, thank you very much. Please ban my next record. That's so true. It actually happened. Yeah. Anyone can get a number number one hit, but it takes someone special to get their record banned. Damn right. So, Damn folks, right. any aspiring musicians out there, get your record banned. That'll really do good for you. Oh, yeah. Make sure your music is banned so that way your music can sell great. Am I right? You're right. But Billy Joel, one of the greatest singer-songwriters of all time. He wrote all of his songs by himself. He wrote all of the lyrics, all the music. He did everything by his on his own, which is great, great stuff. So 
We probably got what well, we, we got a couple more artists to talk about in the 70s and then we'll get to other stuff as well. But let's talk tonight about one of the biggest, most successful acts emerging out of the early 70s. How could we not talk about this? You briefly talked about this when we talked to Billy Joe's 100 Masters Square Garden show. But oh, Bruce we have to talk about your, your lord and savior, Bruce Springsteen, don't we? We, ha- we have to talk about Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> we, we have, no, no, I'm kidding. But I mean, how could we not talk about Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band? Quite possibly the greatest live act and cover band of all time. They started out in the 70s and Born to Run, my favorite song, ladies and gentlemen, my favorite song of all time is Born to Run. (coughs) Deal with it, all you heavy metal haters out there, likers, whatever you want to call yourself. Born to Run. Quite possibly one of the best songs of all time, too. Hands down. And end of discussion. No, no further debate. But JT <laughs> Motley Crew, everyone. No. No. What Bruce about Springsteen. Metallica? <laughs> I love and Metallica is fantastic, though. We'll talk about that in the nineties. We'll talk about that in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, don't worry. Mainly the eight, well, maybe the nineties particularly. They'll, they'll overlap, but Bruce, I have seen. I've gone on record and I said this before. How many how many things can you do for four hours and be entertained by it? How many things can you see for four hours for the for twenty five dollars an hour and enjoy thoroughly for four hours of live entertainment? How many how many concerts play for four? I like the two hour shows. Get off of here. Oh, JT. Uh, the two hour shows are great because I get home at a reasonable hour. I get to drink my warm milk and go to bed. <laughs> he played for four hours. Four hours of live music. I like to see Motley Crue do that. They're playing 15 songs a night right now. On their stadium tour. Okay, cool, 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 whatever. I, I, I love Def Leppard to death. I'd like to see Def Leppard play for four hours straight. They play for about two, two and a half, killing it. I'd like to see them play for four hours. He actually played like, a show one time. They had to shut the power off. They literally, that's a true story. They literally, <coughs> they were playing for four hours and 10 minutes in Finland. They cut his mic off. They were like, dude, get off the stage. And he was still going. That was 10 years ago. In He's like, can y'all hear me? Ah, okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> it was four Did hours. For a while, you run out of songs, though. He played 38 songs. Even Paul McCartney has said it himself. He's like, look, Bruce has got energy. He plays for four hours. And he started in the 70s. The man is in his 70s. Oh, my God. I can go on about him all day, but... Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to see a great show coming up, go see Bruce Springsteen and the Street Band on their 2023 tour. You will not be disappointed. You, you, that's the thing. you don't even have to know the music. You can just go and be the people. They say the people who don't see him and they're changed by his experience by seeing him live are called Bruce Virgins. You never forget your first time. huh? You never forget your first time at a Bruce Springsteen concert. It's the truth, though. The man plays. For four hours. How many things can you do for four hours? 
how, how many question. artists can play? Not many artists play for that long, anyways. Somebody like two, two and a half, maybe three. His shows are. He goes out there. And he says, he said it on records. Like we know we're gonna do three, but anytime after three and a half or three hours and forty minutes, it just whatever it is. I'm like, dude, you're like seventy something years old, and you're gonna play for four hours? Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I, I have to take Bill to see that as well. Just so God, I'm gonna be busy next year, huh? Bill and I are gonna go see Bruce Springsteen and your band later next year. And, and and but he started in the seventies, but we're taking it back. Started in the seventies, one of the best, one of the best, and plus. Even people today who like say who's people who are in certain circles like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of this music, but he still puts on the best show. Just saying, there are people who have gone to different types of shows and seen him and like that is the best show I've ever seen. Yeah, my very dear friend, Mr. Vinny Levine. Vinny, if you are watching, shout out to you, my friend. Um, Love you, Vinny. He's seen him. He saw him eight times. It's not fair, man. And every time I tell JT, he gets very jealous. That's crazy. And it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I, I'd see him, but I mean, tickets are mad expensive, I heard. We'll work on that together, buddy. Don't worry. We'll work on that. We'll, okay, if he says like, we're going to work on that, we're going to work on that. So, uh, this is the time I, where I shut my mouth I, and don't question anything. I've I kid you not, Bill. I, 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 I the backlash has been crazy online about his ticket prices. But true story, if you want to get a ticket to any one of these shows, just wait till the day of the show because the prices drop like fifty percent by then on all the tickets, regardless of what it's the you, show. If you wait like the day before the show, the day of the show, buy the tickets that morning. Then you're good. Then the prices drop so significantly. I'm so I'm tired of people bitching and moaning about this online. So, because like literally oh, just God, have to how wait. How bad is it on um on on online forums right now? There's backlash, a lot of backlash. But regardless, though, I'm not getting into it. If you go see him, you're a bruised virgin. If you have not seen him yet, and you're gonna flip out if you see him live. So, okay, I if I see him with you next year. Which you will. I'm just letting you know, right? There, Bill, there's no option. Like when, when he announces the, those MetLife stadium dates, we're going. Okay. When I, when I see him with you next year, there is no if, is there? I, I, there's no if. I'm just letting there's you know. There's no guys. if and. Or buts. Or buts. So just want to let you guys know. My full disclosure. I, I've even if I have this. to miss an S, even if I have to miss Sports Insanity podcast that night, I don't know. You have four hours off. You can do it. Just saying. <laughs> okay. But yeah. uh, so I, I just well, want to get the, if that shows on a Monday night and JT takes me. I want to apologize to Dan Ryans and uh, AKA Danny Boy Reginald and Lawrence Pashman Lang. I want yes. to apologize, but actually, no. Sorry, yes. not sorry. Um, I've said this on record in my own time and when I, but this, the fact of the matter is that Bill. I, I've said this. I've said this when my when I'm saying it on air. I don't really care. My so I'm gonna take to go see Bruce Springsteen in the street band. Me, Bill, my father, my uncle, and my lovely girlfriend. We're all gonna go together. We're getting okay. five tickets, and there's there's nothing you can do to stop me. We're all going nothing. together. Nothing. We're gonna nothing. We're going to enjoy ourselves we that night. We will build this thing together. 
Bear me down another. Nothing's gonna stop us now. Ron Sorry, that was calling my name. I know it's okay. But yeah, bottom line, Bruce Springsteen. gonna stop us now. This is why we do the show together. Or ain't no stopping us now. Because I know that song was in the semis. We're on the move. Oh my god. Anyways, Bruce Springsteen came out of the 70s, ladies and gentlemen, one of the top tier artists in the world, one of the best of all time, regardless of what people think of him. He is widely regarded as one of the best artists of all time. No stopping it. No, um, but he is. He, he, what can you say? You know what? My dad actually saw him on the Born in the USA tour. So did my dad. Everything is connected. Secretly, it's thought all about. connected. Yes, sir. Um, but yeah, so Bruce Springsteen, classic artist, one of the best of all time. And the 70s, how could you not? So, uh, but we, we got a couple more artists to talk about for the 70s and a lot, a couple more actually. Couple and more. We're we getting got a lot to, uh, to talk about our other genres. I'm I know we're gonna hear all the surface. I know this is ridiculous. All right, let's so sh- shall we talk about another band or a couple more bands from the 70s? Truthfully, why don't we talk about Queen? Why don't we talk about Queen? Yeah, we you should go first. Okay, one of my first. favorite bands of all time. Um, me too. You know, John Deacon, Roger Taylor, Brian May, and of course, the greatest rock frontman of all time, the greatest rock vocalist of all time. And I am making that statement now. I am making this statement today, Wednesday, September 7th. On this year, in this year of our Lord, 2022, at 8:21 p.m., Freddie Mercury is the greatest rock vocalist of all time. Steve Perry, anyone? I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> no, if ands or buts. Oh damn, he's going that far. <laughs> Queen, Her Majesty. No, I would say Freddie Mercury is the greatest rock vocalist of all time. Absolutely, without a doubt. Like, if you watch this man in live footage, yeah, how he interacts with the crowd, how he interacts with the crowd, it's just absolutely. It's something else. They actually first started off as a band called Smile that Brian and no, not was it Smile? I forgot the name of the band was, but Brian May and Roger Taylor were in it. Their lead singer left, and then Freddie Mercury came and took over, and then they got John Deacon, and they became Queen. And their first big hit was, of course, was Stone Cold Crazy. Yeah. Then Killer Queen. Such and then great stuff. The song that put him on the map. 
Bohemian. Six glorious life. minutes. Oh yeah. I've, is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? People forget that's from the 70s. Yeah, 1975. They didn't think it was going to be a hit. They didn't think it was going to be a they didn't think it was going to get radio play because it was 6 minutes long. You know, cuz the record executive said nobody's going to listen to a song for 6 bloody minutes. And Freddie took him to a took the song to a friend of his who was a radio DJ and played the whole song. And then the rest they say is history. And that was a song that really launched Queen into mainstream stardom. Absolutely. N- nothing and, quite like them. And then, of course, probably their most recognizable song, the We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. Oh, of course. This band, and we're specifically talking about them in the 70s, but in the 80s, they rocked it. And then, sadly, in the 90s, Freddie Mercury passed away. And then Paul Rogers filled in. And then eventually Adam Lambert filled in. Yep. <coughs> what's your what's your favorite Queen song? From the seventies or just in general? From the seventies. What other Queen seventies? Just battle some off right now besides Bohemian and uh, somebody to love. Uh, keep yourself alive. Um, Killer Queen. Uh, hold on a sec. I think uh, tie your mother down. Those are some ones right there. I would say from the 70s, and I know it's pretty generic, I'm going to have to say Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay. My personally is somebody to love. That's a good one, too. No, that's a really good one. I love that song. It's so fun. Did you, Is it someone to love, JT? <laughs> but I'm bing. So. Did you find somebody fun. to love with that song? Can anybody find me somebody to love? Somebody to love. It's so good. It's so good. It's just so good. <laughs> it's such a great song. Overall, uh, oh, um, you're my best friend too. That's a great one. No, was that the seventies or that was on the album with uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Ooh, you're making me live. Yeah. I like that one a lot, actually. And tie your mother down too. I mean, come on, hard rocking Brian May right there with guitar riffs. Tie your mother down. Tie your mother down. Oh yeah, ripping it. Great. Absolutely great. Quite possibly one of the best bands of all time too. I'm not debating you on that, JT. I am totally not debating you on that. You know why? Because you're right. And 
Hello, JT. Oh, no, not again. Hello, you there? I'm here. Hey, everyone. Hey, what, what just happened? I don't know. That was weird. Anyways, we're back, though. We're back. We're back, everyone. We're back. Okay. So, yeah, one of the I am not going to debate you on that. Queen is one of the greatest bands of all time. Oh, yeah. 100%, buddy. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry about that, everyone. Yeah, and that but was we, the uh, official start of glam rock, once you think about it. It really was. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Queen is just up there for sure. It's one of the best bands ever. <coughs> so, um, how could we not talk about this? How could we not? How could we not talk about this next one, Bill? Ooh, who's it? And I'm seeing them tomorrow. Oh, is it who I think it is? It's Are you going to teach me how to walk this way? Walk this way. Walk this, this way. way. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's, it's starting to hit me now. So for those of you who don't know, I, I'm seeing Aerosmith. I'm leaving um, tomorrow. I'm seeing Aerosmith live September 8th at their 50th anniversary show in Boston, Massachusetts. Do you, I don't know if you, you believe just that. Randomly sure. just get at the tickets, like, hmm, okay, I'll get these tickets. I'll go all the way to Boston for this. It's a big deal. I'm a huge fan of Aerosmith, and I'm seeing them. They're, they're, this is their, their 50th anniversary is from 2020, but their 50th anniversary show is was postponed from 2020 to 2022. Say it with me. Say it together, folks. One, two, three. Thanks, Thanks COVID. COVID. <coughs> so, but yeah, I am. I'm seeing Aerosmith tomorrow. In Boston, I'm driving up to Boston tomorrow, and I'm going to go see Aerosmith. And I, I'm by the way, follow us if you haven't already. Follow us on Instagram, uh, and like us on Facebook and whatnot on at the Superview Show on Twitter as well. I'm going to be doing a lot of posting up there for us, our media, our social media accounts, and I cannot wait to share all this stuff with you guys. So it's going to be awesome. But I, 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 I am so excited to see Aerosmith. I've never seen them live. I'm very, very curious to see how they rock and roll live. So we're going to see them live. But I'm just. Bill, do you have any thoughts on Aerosmith? You know who's a big fan of them? Who? My dad. Really? My dad's actually a big Aerosmith fan. You should if you yeah. tell me that I'm gonna see it seems tomorrow, you're gonna to be like, what? Yeah, no. I love Walk This Way. That's a great song. It is. So is Toys in the Attic, the whole album. Um, I think my favorite Aerosmith song, this is probably very generic, but I'm going to have to say Dream On. It's so good. I mean, they, they had a lot of hits in the 70s. Every time I look in the mirror Sing with a Sing for the years Sing for the laughter Sing for the tears it's so good. It's so good. And like Mama Ken, like they have so many hits, it's ridiculous. Do you look like a lady? Yeah. No, that's the 80s, though. Nope, sorry. It's okay. It's okay. But they're another band that had a lot of success throughout a lot of their most of the decades. <coughs> they they did. 
They're one of the like their number one hit. I don't want to miss the thing. Was nineteen ninety eight from Armageddon. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is insane, man. That's bloody nuts. Bloody nuts. <laughs> yeah, but that seems like a. I'm jealous of you. You get to see this tomorrow. That's awesome, man. And Extreme is opening up for them. I know the wrong one. Um, yes, that's them. I'm excited though. Aerosmith, I cannot wait. Are you going with anybody? You going by, or are you going with you yourself and uh, and you? Me, myself, and I, buddy. Ah. So what are you what are you leaving like tomorrow morning to go up or tomorrow I'm leaving and I'm meeting up with some family and I'm gonna go see him. Sounds like a hell of a show. It's 50 years of Aerosmith, man. 50 years since 1970. We'll postpone from 2020. So thanks, COVID. Um anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, this will be a good I this will be a good show. I have no doubt. I mean, I I believe it's gonna be. I'm I'm really excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm really excited, but I'm just I'm curious. So, Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, Brad Whitford. Like, I think they're actually doing a residency in Vegas too. If, correct me if I'm wrong. They are. They are. Yep. And because. I'm actually going to Vegas next month, folks. You should go see him in Vegas. Hey, JT. You want me to do show live? Bill, live from Vegas. Yes. JT, I just lost about two grand at this casino and uh, other things, which I cannot say because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Um, But no, like the residency doesn't start till like November, though. No, September. It starts later than next week. Oh. oh I got to look into that. Yeah, take a look. One of, the hey, pioneer, well, one of the pioneering bands out there. You know what? Because I think like in the 70s at this point, like, you know, Americans knew how to rock like in like the 50s and stuff, but like in the 60s, you know, they had their rock bands in the 60s, but they were getting their butts kicked by the Brit by the Brits with the Beatles and the Stones and the Who. And I think yeah. this is the 70s when when Americans started solidifying rock more, if that makes sense. I could see that. That does make sense, yeah. I can so, see that. All right. So, what's another artist? We should, uh, what's another artist we should pick? Um. Well, I got someone in mind. You, what? Talk to me. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, how could we forget them? Oh my God. We can't forget Fleetwood Mac. They're so good. I saw them live. They are. I know. I hate you for it. <laughs> it's 2019, man. Sorry. Yeah, where was my invite? I wasn't sure. I'm sorry. 
Hey, next time they're touring, you you better damn well invite me. I will. Don't worry. I will. We'll go together. Because I would love to see them in concert. I would love to see them. I heard that they put on a great show. You should know. You saw them and I didn't. I did. It was great. Yeah, three years. I'm still holding on to that. <laughs> um, no, but Rumors, one of the best albums ever. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Uh, the Chain, great song. Never break the Never break the chain, JT. Never break the chain. Never. Rhiannon, great song. Yeah, you know one of the great bands that's that that's fronted by a woman, Miss Stevie Nicks. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. What is your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? I like Go Your Own Way. Ooh, I like that one too. I like me uh, to toss up between Landslide's a really good one. Landslide's really good. Can we just toss up between Go Your Own Way and Don't Stop? Mm, both are great. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Don't stop. It'll soon be here. It'll be here bigger than you thought. Yesterday's gone. Yesterday's gone. That's an inspirational song. Don't stop thinking about tomorrow, folks. It'll soon be here. It'll soon be here. I heard they close that with that song. They do. It's great. It comes off live well, too. You should know. Um, anyway, yeah, Fleetwood Mac, great band. Stevie Nicks is awesome. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, because they really got big in the 70s. And like I said, I would yep. really want to see, I would really want to see them in concert one day. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why we had to talk about them here. JT, any thoughts on Fleetwood? Other than that, they're great. That's all I can say. All right, what's your next one? I think we've said all that we need to say as far as Rock goes, no? Yeah, I think we have. Well, there's bands like Kansas, but the only two no no songs that I know are Dust in the Wind and Go Carry On My Wayward Son. So All right. I, I got two more for us, okay? Okay. Because we got so much other things to talk about. I know. Well, we're trying to shift it a little bit to James Taylor. Ah, uh, the folk music. The, like the 70s. The, the folk boom started to pick up a little bit. Like James Taylor, which I, that's not my real name, but still. He's one of the best of all time, too. 
I don't know what it is. I kind of find his endless, and I'm sure he's a fine fella, but I don't know. I just kind of find his music kind of boring. That's fair. No, it's, it's all good. I kind of find his music a little boring. Like, listen, I'm sure he's a, I'm sure James Taylor's a very, I'm sure he's a very, um, I'm sure he's a very nice guy. And, you know, I'm sure he, he's been doing something right. If he's so successful, he's been doing something right. He's, he's still towards arenas but and stuff. I just find his music dull. It's okay. I don't know what your thoughts on him is, but like I said, I just find his music dull. I mean, it's very folkish. It's very like, you know, it's it's very 70s. I mean, he didn't have much of a career in the 80s other than just playing stuff, but I'm sure he had stuff coming out in the 80s. It's just, he was more dominant in the 70s, more prominent then. Like, I do kind of like Fire and Rain. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's an okay song, and and I think it and I think it has a good message to it. But like I said, I just can't really listen to it. I just can't really listen to James Taylor. And if there's any big James Taylor fans or if James Taylor's watching, sorry. It's all good, it's bud. Just, it's just. Uh, do you just call out my name and I'll be wherever I am? I'm like, oh my God, I'm so bored. Sometimes I feel like, actually, no, no, I'm not going to say that. I want to be, t- I don't want to be too mean. Um, okay. Uh, your thoughts on James Taylor? You like him, dislike him? I go see him. I like him. I haven't seen him yet. I'd like to see him though. That's me, though. Yeah. Just don't take me. Okay, that's fine. I won't. No worries, bud. Okay. Unless there's a lot of alcohol there. Uh, you, You got it. Yeah. Let's talk about Jackson. What's up? Okay. I'll admit, I'm not too familiar with him, but there's are a few songs I, I do like. Um, I actually do like the song Running on Empty. That's a great one. If it takes all night, yeah, it'll be all right. <coughs> Wait, did you recently see him? I, I thought about it, but I never got to see him now. Remember, just JT, if it takes all night, it that'll be all right. Yeah, I'm right. It'll be all right, JT. If it takes all night. Um, but you know what? I really like that song. Um I really do like that song, um, running on empty because it's a song about looking back, but it's kind of a song about looking forward once you think about it. That is true. 
And yeah, I can't speak too much about Jackson Brown because I don't know a lot of his stuff. I know his okay. song Rosie, but I only know it for one weird reason. Why? Because it was parodied on The Simpsons. Oh, all right. That's the only reason I know it. It's all good. I just want to mention him because he's he's out there as one of the best singer songwriters out there. So I don't know what it is with singer songwriters with me. Someone like Elton John, Billy Joel, I can listen to. James Taylor, Jackson Brown, not so much. It's fair. That's fair. Because remember, we got a friend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyway. Yeah, I, I don't really have much strong opinions about Jackson Brown, so. No worries, no worries. Um, I have one... strong opinions on like everything else, but I don't have a strong opinion on this. It's a it's sad day. It's all good. Um, there's only really one other band I could think of, and then we can go into other genres as well. Okay. Okay. If it's okay with you, let's talk about Electric Light Orchestra. Okay, I know I don't know a lot about them, so I'm gonna let you take over on this one. Fair enough. So ELO <laughs> is, is one of those bands that's actually really really uh, slightly underrated in my opinion because they have so many so many great songs but there are like, not many people really out, outside of like mr blue sky on spotify not many people know about them um i just want to keep it brief though but elo's out of the blue is one of the best uh, probably their best album truthfully i mean it's it's got so many great songs on it it's turned to stone and uh, like hard-hitting stuff like uh you know um mr blue sky as well uh sweet talking woman's a great track on there too um, but ELO ruled the 70s. I mean, Jeff Lynn is the guy who wrote all the songs. He wrote all of the strings. All They're one of the best bands out there. Uh, that I, I don't think they get the love they deserve, truthfully. I did a video on our YouTube channel called Why You Should Listen to Electric Light Orchestra. And I think that they're one of the best bands of the 70s. And they kind of don't. Get the, get the appreciation they deserve nowadays. If you think, if you know, if you know, I don't think, you're, I don't think people, I think if you, if ELO tours again, which I hope they do, I'm going to go see them because I heard that they put on just a great show, really awesome string section, keyboards, the band, all around great artists in general. I mean, do you, do you have any opinion of them at all, Bill, or no? The only really song I know is Mr. Blue Sky. Oh, Evil Woman, Don't Bring Me Down now. Oh, I don't don't bring me down that one. That's them. Yep. Oh yeah, then I guess they're good. <laughs> Just like that, with one song, it took him. Yes, I am very persuadable sometimes. It's okay, but they're great. I mean, their their artwork on their albums is wait, great. Wait, 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 Evil Woman is that Evil Woman? Yeah, yeah, the Evil Woman. Oh, I know that one too. You know a couple of yellow songs. There you go. Oh, I feel like a genius. I feel like a genius now. Telephone telephone line is great too. Hmm. I, I love telephone. Go, line. I gotta go listen to them now. It's a living thing. What a terrible thing to lose. I gotta yeah. listen to them now. Thanks, JT. You're welcome, Bill. There's your homework for the night. So ELO, great band overall. I highly recommend you guys check them out. So anyways, uh, that's enough of like rock and pop for now. Let's jump over to, should we talk about it? Talk about what? 
Oh, do we? Does it start with a D and end with an O? We're going to talk about disco. Ah! John Travolta, baby. <laughs> Bill is leaving the camera right now. He's hiding. He's literally hiding. Do we have to? Yes, we do. JT, do we have to? It's not bad music if you think about it. Okay, fine. I'll come back up. Disco is just 70s dance music if you really think about it. That's all it is. Seventies dance. Well, it's the seventies, and people were in their bell bottoms. <laughs> disco came. Yeah, like in the mid to late seventies. How can you not talk about the Bee Gees, Casey and the Sunshine Band? Come on. I know, right? What are some of your cool in the gang? Cool in the gang. They're more like R and B funk, but they. They fit that disco vibe. Uh, cool in the gang, the Bee Gees. Who else did I say? Can't see the Sunshine Band. Uh, who else did I say? Who else is out there? I'm trying to think. Of, I can't think of all of a sudden. Jackson Five to an extent. Oh, we'll talk about them in a little bit with the yeah. Motown and soul music. Yeah, soul music. Um, song, song but like, let's just let's let's start with the anyway. Um, yeah, go ahead. The Bee Gees. The B. Oh, because you were asking me what's my favorite. Do you have a favorite BG you song? I'm gonna say it's probably either "Staying Alive" or "Night Fever." Oh, those are good ones. And they're both from "Saturday Night Fever." That soundtrack. If you guys have not heard of "Saturday Night Fever," get on it. "Saturday Night Fever" is a great movie. Get on it. Gr- one of the best soundtracks out there ever. Some of the best pop. ABBA, anyone? I mean, come on. The late 70s, it was booming with dancing music. Disco Inferno by the Tramps. Donna Summer. Wait, that was the Disco Inferno was the Bee Gees? No, Disco Inferno was the Tramps. That, that's where it, where it started uh, from. You know, burn, baby, burn. Disco Inferno. Yeah, there we go, man. So good. And I said I hate disco. And you know that song, which is great. But, I mean, the Bee Gees. So many great groups, guys. Like so many just incredible groups. We're gonna start with the Bee Gees though. The Bee Gees, some of the best pop of all time. Some of the best songs of all time. Staying Alive, anyone? Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Could be the defining song of the 70s. Could be. You can hear the way I move my time to talk. Music that and women were kicked around since I was born, and it's all right. It's okay. You may look the other way. We can try to understand the New York Times effect on man. Sorry, I had to. It was it's it's literally a song that defined the seventies. Quite possibly the defining song of the seventies. 
Groovy, man. Uh, I do not disagree. So, but the Bee Gees up there is one of the best groups of all time. Easily. The Gibb brothers, Andy Gibb, come on. Barry Gibb. Yeah, Barry Gibb. It's it's crazy. They have so many great songs. The Bee Gees as a band are great, too. Maurice, Robin, and Barry, they're all incredible musicians. I mean, two of them are dead, but still, so. Um, now, but yeah, no, Barry Gibb's still alive, as far as I know. Barry Gibb is still Barry alive. Gibb is still alive. Yeah, he is. Hold on, let me. The internet exists. Barry Gibb is still alive. He's seventy-six. Robin Gibb is dead. He died in two thousand twelve, and Maurice Gibb. Died in in uh, two thousand three. Jeez, that's crazy. Oh, you know what we could also talk about. I wonder if Barry Gibbs still tours. Oh. I think he does. I think he does. I think I, I think actually he still tours, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's but let's with the Bee Gees though. Check them out if you know staying alive. Just dig into how deep is your love. Uh, Night Fever, More Than a Woman. That's my favorite BG song. More than a woman. More than a woman to me. You know, come on. Get with it, guys. So, all right. Let's talk about another band. <laughs> yep. Ready? Uh, what are we talking about? Bill, do you remember? Yes. The 21st hour of September? I do remember the 21st hour of September. It's coming up soon. Do you remember the 21st night of September? The 21st hour of September. Now we're chasing the clouds away. Earth. Do you remember? And fire. Fire. Literally one of the best groups Ever. I saw them recently too, and they were killer. Where'd you see them play? I saw them at Jones Beach opening up for Santana. How were they? Bill, I wish you were there. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It was so fun. Earth, Wind, and Fire, dude, they freaking kill it with like everyone stands up on here. Let's Groove and Boogie Wonderland as well. Let's groove tonight. That one. Yeah, and but September it gets everyone up and standing. As soon as we hear the first notes of September, nobody's sitting. Oh yeah, everyone was Am standing right? up by then. Absolutely. Everyone was standing up. Everyone was dancing. Everyone was just bop with their head. It was awesome. I was, well, it was a, it's a, well, it's a great, it's a great song. Everybody knows that in a couple weeks, it will be the 21st hour of September. Do you remember the 21st night of September, everyone? Earth, Wind, and Fire, man. How could you, or they, they were killing it in the 70s. One of the best bands out there. Still touring to this day. 
As I said, I just saw them. Still touring? Still touring. I just saw them. They were great. Great. Awesome. One of the better shows this year. And I've seen a lot of shows. They were like my, they were probably my 19th or 18th show this year. How many shows have you seen this year? Too many. <laughs> Let's be real. And I'm seeing one tomorrow. You're not done yet. I have like five or six more. <laughs> You're not done yet, my friend. Not done yet. But Earth, Wind, not and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire killed it. They were awesome. With And Santana was great, too. But Carlos Santana's phenomenal guitarist. So. But Earth, Wind, and Fire, definitely up there for sure. Some of the best dance music, some of the best songs. Do you remember the 21st night of September? Uh, it's like, it's funny. I, I, I was texting one of our, our dear friends uh, who uh, actually has come on the Superview show as well. I, I, every, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but I mean, he, I'll text him the 21st night of September. Said, do, and I'll say, do you remember? And he said, the 21st night of September, like my man, he gets it. It's so funny. It's such a great song. And Earth Wind and Fire. Every 21st hour of September? Every, we have a little tradition. One of us was on the text each other. Says, Do you remember the 21st night of September? My man. It's pretty funny. So it's a great song. Great band. Great artist. Pretty cool. So cool. So that is bottom awesome. line. Bottom line. Check out Earth, Wind, and Fire if you have not. So uh, we've hit a lot of the disco groups. We hit the Bee Gees. We hit um, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, do you want to talk at all about uh, any other disco groups or dance groups? Like ABBA? I do have one in mind. What do you got? Casey and the Sunshine Band. How could we forget Casey and the Sunshine Band? Casey, man. I want to put on they my, 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 my boogie my. shoes. And my boogie shoes. Damn it. They actually do my favorite disco song. Really? What is it? They actually do my favorite. They actually do my favorite disco song. Keep it coming up. Keep it coming up. Don't stop it now. Don't stop the boat. You know that one? That. I do not. <laughs> you don't know that song, Keep It Coming, Love? No, I'm gonna have to look it up now. This is not the shame on my part. Shame! <coughs> oh man, I tried so hard. But look, bottom line though, Casey and the Sunshine Band, get get to make a little dance, make a little love, get down tonight. Oh, so good. Get so down good. tonight. That's the way. Uh huh. Uh huh. I like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's the way. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I keep getting another way that I do that song. Yeah. Or even shake, shake, shake. Do, 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 do. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. It's so, It's so the good. 70s. We were shaking. We were, j- we were jiggy. We were getting... No, wait, that getting jiggy. That was the 90s. But we were boogieing. It was the 70s. We were getting down tonight, man. We were getting down tonight. It was the 70s. It was a good time. It was the 70s. Everyone was just dancing. And even the Donna Summer as well. I mean, how can we? It's incredible. Do a little dance. 
Make a little love. Get down tonight. Get oh, down so tonight. Good. I, I, you're not gonna lie. I kind of want to see Casey in the Sunshine Band if they tour. And let me ask you to get up and start dancing like an awkward dude, aren't you? I'm gonna be the awkward guy just standing up and dancing already. You know, it'd be so funny. I do not blame you for that. I'm your boogeyman. Boogie on down. So. By the way, boogie. do you have your boogie shoes? I want to put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. My, 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 my boogie shoes. I do have my boogie shoes. I, I would not mind seeing them, truthfully, if they tour. Do you want to put on your boogie shoes? I do. I do, Bill. I sure do. I mind that at all. So, anything else for uh, disco at all, or are we good? All right. So, okay. Um, we did Casey. We did BGS. We also did um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes, we did. So many other disco groups. There's a lot. I mean. Disco was like a huge. I mean, we could talk about Donna Summer, but I don't really know that much about her. So, oh, yeah, me neither. But we have to talk about the greatest disco song ever. What is it? We have to talk about the greatest disco song ever. Disco Duck. <laughs> disco Duck? What are you talking about? You've never heard of a Disco Duck? Oh, wait a second. Oh, no. All right, you can go off on this. This is a real thing. I swear it's a real thing. Oh, what was that? Oh, no. <laughs> go on. This No, this was a real song. Disco, disco duck. Disco, disco duck. Try your luck. There'll be a clock. No, this was a thing. I guess I what, almost, JT? What? We're not going to talk about it. Okay. You just. Okay. I saw you getting very scared. I'm getting very scared already. Let's put it that way. But yeah, so. No, nah, you know what? We don't have to talk about it. I was busting your chops. Okay. Thank you. Disco Duck. I'll send you the uh, song later other, if you want. Um, you want me to send you the song do. later? Oh my god. Please do. Please do. It is the greatest yet dumbest thing ever. It really is. Um. So anyway. Okay. Anything else for disco? You know, Donna Summer had I really like that song. Let's dance. The last dance. Oh, yeah. I really like that one. Last Dance by uh, Donna Summer. Yeah, The Last Dance. Yeah, we'll talk about Donna Summer for a sec. I don't really know much about her, so... I, I, I can share a little bit of some stuff, okay? Oh, okay. Sharing stuff is fun. So, Donna Summer, one of the biggest, most successful disco acts out there. Uh, she, in fact, had a song 
I've listened to it. It's 16 minutes long. Sixteen minutes long. What song is it? It's called "Love to Love You, Baby." It's a disco song, but because back in the day they they would make these disco songs really long so people could dance to them, but this one was like really, really, really hot and heavy stuff. So I gotta tell you, like if you listen to "Love to Love You, Baby" to this day, like the sixteen minute cut, it's like so. Yeah, if if you really want to, let me just—I'm just putting it out there on the internet. If you want to spice up your life to any extent, have a good night one night. Check out Donna Summers, "Love to Love You, Baby." It was like it's like ten minutes of singing and sixteen minutes of a lot of not singing. So, <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, you got a twenty minutes of you know, I was it sixteen minutes. Literally, this song is 16 minutes long. I got to find this. Hold on. It's just, it's literally the song itself. Hold on a sec. The song is literally 16 minutes and 48 seconds. That's ridiculous. The fir- And it was a huge hit, too. Huge. It was one of the first disco hits. Huge hit. Huge. It was like, okay, where's the chart history? On the Billboard Hot 100, it was number two. It was a huge, huge hit. Uh, I think the radio edit was five minutes, and then that that version was hit number two on the Hot 100, which is crazy. I just can't believe that. Like, I can't believe like a 16 minute song was that. Like, that wasn't the version that charted though. But still, that's. Oh my god, it's. A, it's a crazy song, but it's it's really, just just 16 minutes. It was like, oh my god, wow, I'm still listening to this. <laughs> but, love to love you, baby, by Donna Summer. If you have not heard it, check it out. It's really really good. It's like one of the first disco hits out there too. And one of the first ones, one of the first disco hits is 1975 or six. So, so uh, I've listened to it. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> it's 16, almost 17 minutes oh. long. But because that's because people they want people to dance to it. So you've listened to all 16 minutes of it. I sure have, Bill. And do you regret those 16 minutes? Honestly, no, because it was very entertaining to listen to. You could, you could easily, da- easily dance to it. You could easily dance to it. So. But yeah, Donna Summer hit that disco vibe pretty well back then. So that's all I really got to say about that. Anything, anything else for Donna Summer, bud, or no? I really like, like I said, the last dance a pretty good song, but other than that, I'm not, I don't really know much about Donna Summer. All right. All right. Any more disco stuff, or are you ready to move on to like more of the soul funk? Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's jump in. Let's, we got a transitional artist here. Let's talk about Cool in the Gang. 
let's talk about this. <coughs> they they were like a seventies funk band, but they had a lot of success in the seventies too. A lot of success in the seventies uh, with like Hollywood Swinging and Jungle Boogie. I mean, they were awesome. I want to see them live too. They still tour. Was Get Down on it in the seventies or eighties? I think it was seventy eight, if I'm not mistaken. Get, get down, down on it. it. Yeah. Get down. How you gonna leave and go down on the wall? When you're standing on the wall. Hey JD, get your back up off the wall. That song was in my head for about two weeks and I could not get it out. Get your back up off the wall. Get your back up off the wall, JT. Tell me, how you gonna do it if you really don't want to dance? Dance by standing on the wall. Get your back up off the wall. Tell me, baby. You know it. You're dancing, yeah. I mean, Cool the Gang is Cool the Gang is one of those bands that just has never gone away. I want to see them live. I'm a dance. So Celebration was the number one hit in 1980, but that's that was like their number one hit. But Ladies Night, oh my God, so good. For it's Ladies Night and the feelings right. Oh yes, it's Ladies Night. Oh what, oh what a night. They they hit their strive in the seventies. They they formed in nineteen sixty four, but they've been touring a long time too. <coughs> I mean, their their biggest success was in the seventies, like stuff like. Uh, Jungle Boogie, stuff like Hollywood Swinging, stuff like uh, what do you call it? Uh, stuff like Ladies Night, stuff like Too Hot or Fresh. These are great songs, guys. Celebration was 1980, though. Yes, it was. So, but Cool in the Gang, I'm a big Cool in the Gang guy, I, I, and their lead singer's name is JT. So hey, he's got to be a good guy then, huh? But he, le- I think he left in nineteen eighty or nineteen ninety something. I gotta see. Let me just check this out. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. They have had so many members. The, the guy Cool is still with him, but JT Tal- James Taylor, JT, he left in nineteen eighty eight. So, but he was he sung on a lot of their songs. They're from New Jersey too. Oh, what a wonderful and peaceful. That's the that's I have this on vinyl. It's a really good album. It's got funk. It's got R and B in it. It's great. Get down, you know, and get like the Jungle Boogie song. Get down, get down, get down, get down. You know, they play in like the Pulp Fiction movie. Jungle Boogie. Wow, wow, Jungle Boogie. That one. They play. That's from this album. Hollywood Swing yes. is another one. So good, guys. So good. Jungle Boogie's great. Hollywood Swing is great too. Um, what's the other one? the other album I have I have is uh Ladies Night, which was 1979. This is actually really good. This is more disco than this is this is more disco than it is funk and RB, but it's still great. So Oh, yes, it's ladies' night, and the feelings are, oh, what a night, you know? And Too Hot, Ladies' Night, these are great songs. Because if you've not heard of Cool in the Gang, get on it. They're it just, is. They are so good. They are so, so JT, much don't get on it. 
Get down on it. Get down on it. Down, down, down. Get down on it. And remember, get your back up off the wall. Tell me, baby. There. Anyone want to dance by standing on the wall? When you talk about some of the best funk, best R&B, and the best disco, Cool and the Gang has to be on that list. They're just that good. It's so true. So true. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. Like I really got into them the past couple of years. They still tour to this day. It's crazy. Wow. They still tour. They still tour and they still perform uh anywhere they go. I think they were just I think they were just in Spain, actually. Now God bless them, but they still tour. Yeah, their lead singer's like what seven? Like the guy cool. Cool in the gang is their lead singer, cool Robert Cool Bell. He's 71 years old, but he's he's fantastic. So he was the founding member of Cool in the Gang. And he wrote Get the, get oh, get that on it was 1981, but that's okay. We'll talk. It's okay that we talked about it. Get down on it. Do, do, do. Get down on it. Bum, bum, bum. Okay. Where should we go to next? All right. So we, we just talked about a lot of the funk and R&B and whatnot. What uh, did we want to talk about? Because New Wave was more in the 80s, but do you want to talk about like punk rock? Yeah, we got to. Okay. We got, because I forgot about punk rock. We also got to get to like Marvin Gaye, the Jackson, Stevie Wonder. Let's talk about Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder now, and then we'll get to the. We'll end on the the punk rock stuff. Because that's like the yeah, because, late seventies, anyways. Because I forgot about the punk rock stuff, and if uh, if I don't get to the punk rock stuff, you know who's gonna, you know who's gonna give me an earful. Matt Hemsley, not just Matt Hemsley, Doctor Matt Hemsley. Yes, remember. He is one of the few people whose names we have to call them by their title, along with Sir Elton John and Sir Paul McCartney. Um, Sir Ringo Starr, how could we forget? Oh, wait, is he a, is he been knighted? Or? I'm, I'm pretty sure. So Okay. All right. But Marvin so, Gaye. Okay, so, yeah. Let's talk about him. You, you can go first. His songs are just so iconic. Like I agree. Heard it through the grapevine. Like I heard it through the grapevine. Which, come on, who doesn't know that song? Wants to just obnoxiously sing along to it. Absolutely. Um, heard it through the grapevine. Um, especially and the song that uh, you know you want to take your special someone dim the lights down 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 trying baby trying to hold back this feeling for so long what's going on great song but you know what's what song my favorite Marvin Gaye song, and I think it's very poignant to today. Which one? What's going on? Oh yeah, that's a very powerful song. I think that song is actually very relevant till today. To today, I agree. 
hundred percent. I totally agree with you on that. I think that song is very relevant to today because we always ask ourselves, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on here, JT? I don't know, Bill. A lot but of stuff today. In all seriousness, you know, the song about, um, you know, the opening lyrics to that song, Mother, Mother, There Are Too Many of You Crying, Brother, 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 There Are Too Many, Far Too Many of You Dying. Yeah. You know, we have to find a way to get some love in here today. And we ask ourselves, what's going on? What's going on? Absolutely. But my favorite part of that song is brother, brother, everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us just because our hair is long? Yeah. Um, Marvin Gaye just really knows how to, his music really knows how to speak to all generations and his music is timeless. Absolutely. 100%. JT, your thoughts on Mr. Gay? I think when you talk about great vocalists, when you talk about um, when you talk about some of the best influential artists, people in general, I feel like Marvin Gaye has talked about a lot of this in that conversation as well. The dude has been well was. A, a pioneer of sorts of certain types of music, like stuff like let's get it on sexual healing. Uh, um, what's going on. It's funny. I was watching a documentary at one point about the seventies as a whole. And, and, and the, by the way, if you've not seen the CNN documentary series, the 70s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever they do, they do like a whole breakdown of the whole decade by, by different categories. And I watched the 70s music one to prep for tonight as well. And they talked about Marvin Gaye. And it's funny. Marvin Gaye. They said how in the 1960s, he was clean shaven. He was clean. He didn't have a beard. He was very respected. And all that changed in the 70s. And they said, I think the guy's name is Questlove. He was one of the roots from Jimmy Fallon's band. He was being interviewed. He's like, hey. I'm selling records like Questlove. Yeah, yeah. Questlove said that Marvin Gaye was selling records like the Beatles were back in the 60s. Huge amount of records from Motown, whatever, right? But at the same time, he wanted to have that artistic artistic statement. And he and then he made what's going on, like what, 73, 74? And you're right. That song is still holds up to this day about just life in general. But because he was looking at Vietnam, he had a brother in Vietnam. I found out too. So um, there are archived interviews on YouTube if you would like to check them out. Um, I'm not going to leave it in, in the description of this video of our live stream. But if you if you, when when this is uploaded separately to a separate video, um, I will leave a link for the interview that I uh, listen to sometimes truthfully. Uh, from 1972 or three with Marvin Gaye being interviewed, I think for like an hour on the BBC radio. And it's just him talking about his life and stuff like that. Very, very fascinating stuff. So check that out as well. There's a guy on YouTube called raised on radio. 
Raised on Radio is a really good YouTube channel that does archive interviews and stuff. And they had Marvin Gaye on from like the 70s. And he talked about his life. He, he was in like a band called the Rainbows at one point. Very interesting stuff to hear him talk about. But Marvin Gaye, if you've never heard of him, he's a very, very influential person amongst a lot of musicians look up to him. Certain people like idolize his songs specifically. One of the songwriters of all time too. Uh, he was a revolutionary, and he is deeply missed too, as far as, as far as just generically stating that too. So, the dude has been yeah, and the way he the way he left this earth is like absolutely tragic as well. Yeah, you, you want to go into that or no? I'll give you the um the short version. Um, he was shot and killed by his own father. That's and that's terrible. Well, not that I'm defending his father. His father didn't. It did turn out his father had like some mental health issues, and um, like, I think he had like a tumor. Or, he had like a brain tumor or something, and that caused him to do it. Which I'm not defending his father, but yeah, it, it's yeah. just such a tragic way to go to get shot by your own father. And very, very sad. He is very emotional too. You know, what was that? He was what? I'm sorry. He was one of the most iconic. You know that voice. You know the music, and Marvin Gaye is just one of those. Yeah, he left us way too soon. Yeah, like hired through the grapevine, sexual healing. What's going on? Let's get it on. Ain't no mountain high enough. What was that? Sixties? No, that was seventies. I think. Ain't a man high enough was Motown in the 60s. That's when he was like with Tammy Terrell and doing stuff. In the 70s, he was a changed person, too. So, yeah, well, wonder what changed him. I don't know. I'm not sure, but, but, but he, he did a, a big shift and he made music that was made music that was very, very um, cha- it changed the world, for lack of a better word. He did. So, but Marvin yeah, Gaye, you know if you, what's up? No, go on, continue. No, I was just, I was just going to conclude oh, that one thing. I was going to say Marvin Gaye is one of the most iconic singers. He's he's got a he had a great voice, and he had a lot of great music to go with him. So, if you haven't already checked out all of his work, if you can, just listen to everything he he's put out over his lifetime. Whatever Spotify has, just check it out. So, really great stuff. Very, very emotional, too. A lot of it. Some good. Some uh, fun. Like, let's get it on is great. But let's be real. So he was he was a pioneer. Um, all right. Who's the other guy you okay. want to talk about? Okay. There is another. There is a. Okay. Folks. Okay. Since Marvin Gaye was part of Motown, I think it's safe that we talk about this next group. Um, all right, this is something you got you folks gotta know about Motown in the 70s. Like in the 60s was like there, if everyone knows the ranked tier system, the 60s was like their golden era, their S tier years, with you know, when they had stuff, you know, when they had the temptations and the four tops and the Supremes. Um yep. 
we talked about that last week. If you want to go get more detail about that, we talked about that last week when we talked about the 60s. Motown in the 70s, the early part of it was more like the A tier, but then they kind of dwindled. Um, But one of the groups that was probably one of the last big successes of Motown were five boys Tito, Marlon, Jackie, Tito, Marlon, Jackie, Jermaine, and of course, Michael. Michael. The Jackson Five. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. Okay, they were, they, uh, if you want to get technical, they were signed in like the late 60s. They were, they were one of the last Motown classic groups. Yeah, they were one of the last Motown classic groups, the Jackson Five. And like their first big record was, of course, I Want You Back, which. I'm going to be honest, I freaking love that song. I freaking love that song. I want you back. Um, you know, like, every time I just want to get up and start dancing. Now it's much too late for me. Take a second look. Oh, baby, give me one more chance. Um, yeah, I know that sounded awful. Um, anyway, but, um, but yeah, it was that ABC I think they were one of like the first groups I'll be there to have all four of their first singles to go to number one. That's crazy. They were just they were just like I actually have had heard stories to go to prep to talk about this. I actually watched the Jackson's mini the Jackson mini series from the 90s called Jackson's the An American Dream. Um, there were actually times like when the Jackson five was playing concerts, girls. Cause they wanted to, cause they wanted to get, you know, cause they wanted to be in contact, like in human contact with them. They literally hit, they literally snuck into the hotel and, Snuck into the hotels <coughs> and they literally snuck into the hotels and hid under the beds. That's crazy. Like, th- they, this was like Beatles level craziness. And okay, there were child stars before them, but. The Jacksons were kind of like the early examples of child stars, once you think about it, when it came to the music business. I mean, they really were. I mean, Michael, how how old was Michael back then, you know? Michael was like 10, 12. And you know what the craziest thing is? And I think I may have talked about this before. When the Jacksons were auditioning for Motown, Barry Gordy didn't want didn't want to sign them. He didn't want to listen to them at first. 
Really? Why his, not? His assistant basically had to beg him to go to the audition. Because he said, I don't want, I don't like kid acts. You know, we got to deal with labor laws and all that. And I don't want to deal with all that. And he goes, but they're, but Mr. Gordy, they're really good. You got to give them a listen. Please go. Okay, fine. I'll give him the courtesy of listening to them. And then after that, we move on. And then, and then he, and then when he, um, when he went in and went to the audition, he, um, the Jacksons look at him and he goes, so what do you think? He goes, very, very nice. So I'll, uh, I'll give you guys a call later. And he walks out and his assistant tells their manager slash father, Joe Jackson. Oh, we'll talk about him in a second. Um, man, um, manager slash, um, slash, his assistant tell, talk to, um, talk to, um, Joe Jackson said, we'll give you a call later in the day. Going, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Because I don't know. I got to talk to him. And they're walking out and the assistant goes to him. So, so uh, what do you think, Mr. Gordy? Going, they were amazing. Sign them. I'm, I already have ideas. That's awesome. Like, like at first, he was very reluctant. He's like, give them the pen. Guys, here's your pen. Sign. Sign. Let's, let's get to work. Like, so... Yeah, so Barry Gordy signed the Jacksons, and for a while they were the biggest celebrities on earth for a little while. They, yeah, they became really big. Okay, we we can't talk about the Jacksons without talking about their ass hat of a manager slash father, Joe Jackson. I'm going to be straight up honest with you, folks. Joe Jackson was a freaking jerk. Go on, bud. Talk to me. I don't, I don't know if you heard. The guy was a jerk. The guy was an absolute ass. And he actually, there were stories that he actually, that he actually hit the kids. Okay. That's and then everybody goes, well, I was smacked when I was young and I grew up fine. Shut up. Just shut the hell up. Please. Don't hit your freaking kids. Don't. There's better ways to discipline them than hitting them. But, but yeah, there were, but, um, yeah, and, like, listen, Joe Jackson has since passed away. May he rest in peace. But, no, I think he, like, there were stories about, you know, about the this, this stuff with Michael later on and about later on what happened in his life with certain incidents but a lot of them could have been formulated to his childhood. Cause once you think about it, Michael didn't really have a childhood. JT, once you think about it, Michael Jackson didn't really have a childhood. That's very sad. Like no, there it. were stories that when Michael was like 10, 11, 12 years old, and he was just tired from doing the show and he didn't want to do another show. And and the group was flying. There were stories that Joe Jackson basically had to drag him on the plane. That's crazy. There were basically stories that Joe Jackson had to drag Michael on the plane because and and Michael was kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. 
and Michael was kicking and screaming like a like a like a toddler. And and you know, and there is something I gotta look this up because I actually want to have my um back straight here. Yep, take your time, bud. I'm checking this out here, so to make to make sure, because because JTF here, JT, JTF, just the just the facts here. Okay, um, there were actually. Okay. Um, okay. I'm looking at this right now. There are okay, but there was a rumor, and I am seeing some stories here, but I'm just saying these are rumors. I don't know how true they are. But okay. there were rumors that Joe Jackson actually gave Michael Jackson hormone blockers so his voice wouldn't change. For real? I heard that. I just looked it up. I don't know how true that is, but I heard that he actually gave him medication so his voice wouldn't change. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, as you could tell, Joe Jackson was not the best human being and not a and listen if prince or paris or 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 any of the jackson family is watching this if that is true or false please tell us please tell us if it's true or false if it's false i will come on here and retract and admit i was wrong and i will oh and i will give the jackson family an apology if that was false but yeah, and I'll own it. I will take the L and come on here and apologize. Um, but yeah, that's the rumor. But but yeah, the but you know what? Like what turns out, like in the later year of the Jackson Five, and it was kind of interesting. Is they actually? I think in like seventy six. They actually ended up leaving Motown and went to CBS Records. And one of the reasons is, okay, I don't know what the official, but I don't think Joe Jackson really liked Barry Gordy. Mm, Could be the case. Because Michael sort of looked to Barry Gordy as a father figure. Yeah, that's true. Like when Michael Jackson passed away, Barry Gordy actually gave one of the eulogies at his funeral and he said, Michael was like a son to me. And okay. And um, and another thing is Jermaine, one of the other Jacksons actually got married to Barry Gordy's daughter. Oh, I heard that though, yeah. Yeah, I think I've said that before. And, you know, in the miniseries that I watched, Joe Jackson said, Barry Gordy's not going to be satisfied until one of my boys are calling him daddy. And after the wedding, Joe was just very spiteful towards Barry Gordy. 
Mm. Because when he was like talking about stuff, the boys were going, um, but dad, don't we got to talk to Mr. Gordy? He goes, tell what Mr. Mr. Gordy says. Oh, wow. So I think Mr. Jackson was very spiteful towards Mr. Gordy, towards Barry Gordy after that. Um, Because, but anyway, um, but anyway, the Jacksons let, the Jackson Five actually left Motown and Motown actually sued them for breach of contract. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. In their later albums, they went from the Jackson Five to the Jacksons. And that was because and it all had to do when the Jackson Five was leaving Motown because Motown owned the rights to the name the Jackson Five. Mm, okay. They owned the rights to the name. Yeah. So that's why when they went to CBS Records. They just they changed it to just the Jacksons because Motown owned the rights to the Jackson Five, and and Jermaine was replaced by Randy Jackson, not the American Idol judge. <laughs> um, and because since at the time, like I said, Jermaine was married to Hazel Gordy, Barry Gordy's daughter, he ended up staying in Motown. And the and the boys after they disbanded, you know, a few of them had minor solo success. And then Michael, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We next will week. talk about that next week. Yeah. So yep. yeah, that's the Jackson Five. Any thoughts of all the um the doctoral thesis I just gave you? No, you're good. Okay, again, I just want to reiterate the whole hormone blocker things. That is a rumor. I'm neither confirming nor denying if it's true or false. But I heard it and I looked it up. So I just want to say it's not 100. I don't know if it's true or false. So if any of the Jacksons are watching, please don't sue me. And please tell us if that was true or not. (laughs) But, okay. Um. Speaking of Motown, you know who we got, we also got to talk about? Who? Mr. Stevie Wonder. Yes. How could we forget? Look at him. <laughs> Need we say more? He's just amazing. The guy is freaking amazing. He really is. What do you think? I agree. He is one of the best. What is your favorite Stevie Wonder song? Uh, a Higher Ground, actually. Oh, that's a really good one. Right? I really like that one. Me too. My favorite, I'm going to have to say, Here I am, baby. Oh, yeah. Sign, seal, delivered. I'm yours. Nice. I'm gonna have to say "Science Seal Delivered." That is a really good song. Who doesn't like super superstition? I really like superstition. Oh, that's a good one too. I keep forgetting about that one. Because JT superstition ain't the way. Ain't that the truth, there, buddy? Yeah. So, 
God, I can talk about this guy for hours. Um, a song that I've actually been listening to a lot lately, and I think it's a very underrated song. It's called Love's in the Need of Love Today. I haven't heard of that one. I don't know if you've heard that song or not. I have not, no. You? I haven't, no. It's from his 1976 album, Songs in the Key of Life. Oh, no, I've heard of the album. I haven't heard of the song, though. It's actually the opening track. Is it really? I didn't know that. It's it's the opening track. So go listen to it. I Um, definitely will. He's just got that great singer, songwriter type. He's just so... Any thoughts on uh, Stevie? Other than that, he's such a really, really, really one of the best out there doing it still. So that's all I got. Yeah. Okay. You ready to uh, wrap this thing up? We got to talk about one more thing. What do you got? We got to talk about the punk rock of the 70s. We do. And we have two, really just two bands we could talk about. If you think about it. Which one do you want to start with? The Clash? The okay. Movie? One of them, we... Yeah, we, we are started with The Clash, and we are dedicating this to our dear friend, Dr. Matt Hemsley. Matt Hemsley. Dr. Matt Hemsley! This is actually his favorite band. Of all time. Yeah, so... <clears throat> um, Yeah, I really love the song... Um. Okay, London Fallen is a pretty good song, and it's a pretty good album too. Yep. Um, I love the cover of that song. Um, I fought the law, you know. I fought the law and the law won. I fought the law and the law won. That's a good one. And what's the name of that song? Would you stand by me? What's the you know who know Doctor Hemsley? If you are watching this, what is the name of that song stand, stand by, by me, me. Tra- please train in vain if anyone would know what is it stand by me train in vain train in vain okay thank you because i was thinking yeah. doctor if anyone would know it it's you but jt swooped it for from you but yeah that's a really good one too it kind of has that sort of rebellious 70s they they kind of have that rebellious 70s sound. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, they were they were parents hated them. They were like the next big thing that like parents hated because the revolution of the clash. I mean, you want to talk about music that changed the world? The clash changed the world. I mean, they were like the they just walking down the street, they looked deadly. <laughs> They did walk, they did look deadly walking down the street. And you know, that was that 70s punk feel. Yeah, absolutely. Them walking down the street, London Garden. Yeah. Okay, you said there's another, there's only one other group to talk about. 
There's one more group we could talk about tonight, and I think you know where it's going with this. I oh, let's go. I oh, is it the Ramones? It's the Ramones. <coughs> the punk elite themselves. The I'm more of a Ramones guy than the Clash, personally, but still. Sorry, Dr. Hemsley. I kind of agree with JT on this one. Yeah, sorry, guys. Sorry, Doctor. But, yeah, no. Like, Blitzkrieg Bob. Hey, JT, what they want? I don't know. What is that song even about? Looks like they're all revved up and ready to go. I have no idea. Nobody knows what that song is about. Yeah. Um, it's a song about nonsense, but it's just so fun. What about I Want to Be Sedated? Oh, that's a great one, too. Rockaway Beach? Come on. Rock, 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 Rockaway Beach. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, they also had uh, I Want to Be Your Boyfriend. 7-Eleven, the KKK took my baby away. Come on. How much more punk rock could you get? Rock, rock, rock. I mean, Joey like, Ramone. How? Jo- it's, Joey, it's Joey Ramone, man. The guy, the whole band was great. They were absolutely great. So, they, and like I said, their music is just so much fun to listen to. It really gets you, gets you like amped up. The music up. is just so much fun to listen to. Yeah, and it gets you amped up. It gets it, you ready to go and stuff. So it gets you amped up and jacked up and everything in between. Absolutely, buddy. I, I'm a huge Ramones guy still to this day. I mean, their 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 title, their their self titled debut, one of the best albums of all time, hands down. Oh, I'm not even going to debate you on that one, my friend. I mean, and they're from our home state, too. They're from which borough? Queens? I don't know. I, they're Brooklyn, from either Queens or Brooklyn. I forget. I'm not sure when, which one, but they're so great. One of the most influential bands out there in general to this day still. So, yeah. So yeah, so uh, I guess that's our talk about the seventies, huh? Yeah, I mean that was that was a pretty in depth discussion, my guy. We really, yeah, it was pretty in depth. We we really went in depth on a lot of stuff tonight. I mean, we you want to talk about a serious discussion? We really went in hardcore stuff tonight, which is a lot of stuff. But ultimately, we want to thank you all for watching and listening. However, you enjoyed us tonight, whether you watch us on YouTube or if you listen to us on spot on, on podcast form, please follow us on our social media pages. Simply at the Superview Show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on Instagram. I want to thank this gentleman right here, Bill Murphy. Thank you so much for joining me and helping me out during the stream, Bill. It is always a pleasure, my friend. It's busy season, right? With the uh, yep, busy season starts tomorrow. Check out us on the Sports Insanity Network. We are tomorrow is going to be the season premiere of Thursday Night Gridiron. Woo! For as we do the pregame for the Bills Rams game tomorrow, please go check that out. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. 
get back to talk about some football, buddy. It's going to be amazing. I can't believe fall so is check already us out tomorrow. I can't believe it. You know, because where we live, not giving out where we live, but where we live, kids went back to school today. Already, yeah, it's crazy. So, I, and I said this last week, dude, I can't believe the summer's over. Yep, I look, can't summer's, the summer's ch- over. That's very sad. It's funny. I knew, I knew it was summer was over when the Beach Boys channel and Sirius XM went away. <laughs> I was like, no, it's gone. Summer's over. Boo. So, but yeah. But we want to thank you all for watching, listening. Check out the Sports Sanity podcast on all platforms, as Bill just mentioned. And thank you for listening to us. We will tune in next week for part three. Hopefully, we're going to be really long on that one, too. For the 80s, the 1980s. One of the most powerful decades in music history. Oh, so, I am so excited for this one next week. You? I'm stoked. Can't wait. We're, we're going to start even earlier, like 7 o'clock or whatever. So, because it's going to be a crazy day that day. So, for us here at Super Show. But look for more look for more videos coming up. We'll see you guys next week. So, for all of us here at the Super Show, stay safe and take care. Take care.